Developing our ability to make small talk, introduce yourself, deliver bad news, deal with confrontation. These are all things that involve our communication skills and we never address them in school, or I should say very, very rarely. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. Today's guest is Ida Olson. She's the founder and CEO of Convey Clearly. Ida is an expert on communication and she helps celebrities, politicians, and regular ordinary business folk sound confident, smooth, and clear. So if you've ever wondered, how do I improve the sound of my voice? Or more importantly, I hate my voice and I wanna fix it. Well, sit tight and enjoy this episode with Ida Olson. Hey, Ida, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lori. I am so thrilled that you're here today. So much to talk about. The world is crazy, work is crazy, but you're here to fix it. (laughs) I am here to fix it. I'm ready. All right. Well, before we get started, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you're all about? My name is Ida Olson, and I help people to be incredible communicators. We use communication skills to get what we need out of life and to help other people. And I help you to do that with zero friction. Zero friction. That's true. If only your skills could just be permanently implanted in my brain. I know we're getting there, Ida, but I'm trying. I think you're doing a fantastic job, Lori. Thanks. Well, let's get started talking about why communication matters, because we all communicate and we're all kind of terrible at it. So talk to me about your theory around why that is and what's going on in the brain, in the body when we're communicating and we're failing. I'll start with the first reason. It's education. We don't learn to be amazing communicators in school. Some people turn around and say, I took a really great public speaking class or I took debate in high school. And those are wonderful, wonderful things. But in general, we do show and tell in kindergarten and we end in kindergarten. Developing our ability to make small talk, introduce yourself, deliver bad news, deal with confrontation. These are all things that involve our communication skills and we never address them in school, or I should say very, very rarely. The other fantastic reason why we're not incredible communicators is what I call societal insanity. For some reason, we learn and practice every single thing we're good at. Tiger Woods takes his pro with him when he's doing his golf tours. Whatever that thing he does is. Whatever he does. (laughs) Right. And we have teachers. We continue to learn on the job even after we got our master's. And then we get our go on the first day of our job and we go, I don't know anything. What am I doing here? And we continue to learn. For some reason, we get so mad at ourselves when we're not incredible communicators. We come down from the podium and we're like, oh, shucks, I screwed that up. Why did I draw a blank? I know I talked too fast. What happened there? You know, and we're like, this is a mystery. It's literally a mystery to people why they use filler words, why they go up at the end, why they get a little screechy when they get nervous. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. Ida. Everything we've done together has taught me that it's about mindset, body, like the tool, and also the messaging. And that's what I really want to talk about today. Where do you want to start with all of that? I do want to address body. So body is really important. It's the first thing I do with every one of my clients. I teach them to relax. This is another crazy thing that 
people kind of, I think we go through our lives and we go, we're at attention all the time. Like we start at school and the teacher's like, take out your science book, turn to page. And you're like, okay, ah, your whole body like stiffens up. You grab the book, you're up, you're sitting up, you're like at attention. And how is that a way to receive information? Certainly not a way to deliver information. What happens to our bodies? It's very, very simple. Our bodies go into fight or flight. Whenever we're faced with something that's not super comfortable for us, let's think about the tribes that we had when we were 10,000 years ago. You were in a tribe. Every face you saw, you either grew up seeing or they were born into your tribe. So now, and so those are the ones you feel comfortable with. When you see someone from another tribe, you're like, Dong. Your, your primitive brain <laughs> shuts down your prefrontal cortex and it gives you two choices. You can run away or fisticuffs. You make that choice straight away. Now we get in front of an audience and even though they're people that we've known for a few weeks or we've never seen them before, or we've known them for a couple of years, we're still nervous and our brain is going, oh my God, I'm going to make a mistake. They're going to think I'm stupid. I'm a fraud. That doesn't go away easily and without practice. So you're right. I there are still moments where I think that, and I've been doing this job for a long time. The body just has a tendency, doesn't it? It really does because it's part of our evolution and evolution takes hundreds of thousands of years at a minimum to make those kinds of big changes. And I would really rather say millions of years. And millions of years ago, our ancestors were using fight or flight. And I really feel like that's a big reason why we're here today. We haven't stopped even needing fight or flight, unfortunately, in our society, but we mostly don't need it at work <laughs> or at parties. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you started with the body because... For me, in working on my presentation skills, I immediately thought we were going to work on enunciation, which is also part of the body. But that's not where we started. We really did start with relaxation exercises and calming that brain down and removing tension. So why do you start there with your clients? so funny because when I first started training, when I finished grad school and I started training to help people, I thought, oh my gosh, pronunciations where it's at. That's what I was taught. I went to different seminars all around the country. I learned from the experts and they thought, okay, you have to do the sound and pop your T's all over the place. And then what happened was all of these harsh consonants stand in the way of your getting your message across. So it's like, hello, how are you? I must tell you something that's very important. And like, ugh, that sounds superficial. It sounds a bit pompous. And it certainly doesn't make... What is what is communication? That's what we have to look at. Communication is establishing and maintaining and deepening relationships with people. So you're not going to reach people by making sure that you pronounce each letter and each syllable, because that just sounds pompous. Yeah, it makes you sound like Madonna. That's what it makes you sound like. <laughs> so when you work with clients, and I find this fascinating, whether they are native English speakers or non-native speakers, you start with relaxation. Talk me through that. That is the foundation to being an incredible communicator. If we look into it, really isn't that surprising because if you look at a conversation you have with your best friend and you're saying, oh, I'm working on this project, the client's really a pain in the butt, but I got the client to do this and we changed the progress of the thing and it worked out really well. I'm so excited about um, where we're going with this. And then the, your boss knocks on your door the next day and, or, or Zooms you and says, how's it going with that project? And you're like, oh, well, um, you know, I had some problems with the, in, like you say all the wrong things. I mean, your friend last night was like, wow, what a gem. You're the best employee that firm has. And then... <laughs> Your boss is like micromanaging you because you just can't get it out of your mouth correctly. It's so true, having worked in human resources for all these years, when people are in the zone and doing great work, 
They are relaxed. They're at attention. They're paying attention to critical details, but there's something about being comfortable in their own body. You can see it. And then when you get someone who's a poor performer, that anxiety almost makes things worse. That tension in their body makes them unable to be advocates for themselves. I think that makes perfect sense. And it's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. They cannot be advocates for themselves. I would even say it's quite the opposite. They're undermining themselves. When you have that much tension in your body, you start using all those extra words, you know, like just and actually, and I think so. And, and then you end it with, well, that's all I really have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. The greatest way to end a speech right there. <laughs> <laughs> My I'm number done. one recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, it's also... Now I'm using filler words because I'm thinking on the fly and doing parallel thinking. We don't have to edit that out. I'm going to own it completely. I think it's also interesting that tension in the body correlates to physically how we speak, physically how we get the words out. I mean, the difference between me in a relaxed state speaking and me just wound up means that my words get cut off or I sound fake British. I mean, there's all sorts of ways that the tension gets in the way of me physically communicating those words. And, you know, I know we have worked together and you've worked with some of my clients who are non-native English speakers and they go into a session with you and you focus on relaxation and you get them to a place where their English pronunciation is so much better than if you just look at them and have them stare at the green dot and practice words. Can you talk about that process as well? When people learn English as a second language, they either take classes or they just learn it in school or someone's teaching them English and they're learning like, what time I'm pointing to the blackboard. What time is the next train? So what happens when I start saying, what time is the next train? I sound like I have an accent. That is exactly what an accent is. It's trying to pronounce each word. Most beautiful thing about standard American English is that so many nuances, so much of what you say, the connotation comes out in the intonation. That's where you place emphasis. So when I teach them to absolutely relax and to use breath groups, these are just simple terms for a unit of meaning or a phrase. And then I teach them to use a varied intonation pattern. I'll exaggerate it right now. <laughs> you punch out on the words that you want people to remember. Then you can get across so much information. But when you try to talk like this, then you end up not giving information. You're not saying how smart you are, not saying how funny you are, not really giving that underlying meaning. Hey, everybody, we're living in an era of uncertainty, but work was never designed to make us feel secure. Systems, processes, and programs were built for bosses, not employees. In my new book, Betting on You, How to Put Yourself First and Finally Take Control of Your Career, I'm going to teach you how to live a better life, enjoy work, and even be your own HR department, a skill that's needed, whether we're in a pandemic or not, to advocate for yourself, avoid burnout, and form better personal and professional relationships. Betting on You is available wherever books are sold and audiobooks are streamed. The best place to buy the book is laurierudiment.com forward slash books. That's laurierudiment.com forward slash books. Buy Betting on You today. What I love about this is you can physically hear it in your voice. I mean, it's just so illustrative when you're not breathing and you're holding your breath and you're speaking or you're breathing too much. I mean, it's just so evident. So when you do these relaxation exercises, 
I mean, can we do one now? I mean, what? how do you want to demonstrate this? Because I think it will blow people's minds to understand the connection between relaxation and communication and intonations. The main goal is to teach you to become aware of the tension that's inside of your body. What I charge people with is taking their own responsibility for being relaxed. To me, it's a magic pill. Does it take three or four weeks when you really, really want to do it, learn how to be relaxed? Yeah, but to me, that is a magic pill because we're undoing a lifetime of tension. So yeah, you need to be relaxed inside of you. So when someone gets at you, because we, we're not living a life where people aren't at us sometimes and yelling at us for something or you're not feeling challenged or someone's asking you a difficult question, you need to be relaxed at that moment. So what I do is I teach people to locate the tension in their body, become very familiar with it and be able to identify it immediately. And then I teach them to release it. And what I do is I pair it with breathing. Because when you breathe in, you find tension. And then when you breathe out, you eliminate tension. So as long as you're breathing, be relaxed. It's a process. It takes practice. So, But let's do one of these exercises. Let's just do face tension. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask everybody to take a breath in. At the very same moment that they take a breath in, I want them to tense up every muscle they can in your face. So I want you to breathe in and tense up the muscles of your brow, around your eyes, around your nose, around your mouth. Hold on to that tension. Really, really focus on it. Hold on to the air. And now let go of the air and the tension at the same moment. Let go of all the tension that was in your face. What I want you to focus on now is the absence of tension that you feel in your brow, around your eyes, around your nose, around your mouth. And I want you guys to repeat that a few times. You can do the same thing with your mouth, same thing with your shoulders. And I even really recommend doing it with your throat. That's a harder one to learn, but it's a good place to start. Oh, Ida, that is terrific. You know, the one with the throat is worth every dollar of your coaching. You know, I wonder what COVID has really done to our communication skills. Can we talk about that for a second? Because we can be as relaxed as we want to be in our home environments. And then we have to communicate through Zoom or Skype. And there are all these technical problems. I don't know about you, but technical problems, at least initially without doing these relaxation exercises, freak me out. Lori, I apparently clicked the wrong link to get onto this podcast. And it was like, put your name in here and fill out all this stuff. And then I got to three pages later and it was like, give us your credit card. And I thought, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> and I was laughing to myself because I know that getting on a meeting with someone on Zoom or Skype or whatever we do, all this stuff can be frustrating. And Zoom's, <laughs> never mind, it's all, it's all crazy. Like, put your password in, do this. And that stresses people out. So what we have to do is literally find our relaxed place as we're dealing with the technical stuff. Of course, I advise people to get on really, really early. And it's hard when you're back to back, but you have to put into your schedule at least 10 minutes in between so that you have time to go get some more water and then log into your next meeting. Um, yeah, but what people are doing, unfortunately, and this is a big deal with communication skills in person, in real life, or even on the webcam, is that they're getting self-focused. And when it comes to communicating and doing really well in this world, achieving success, networking really well, is you want to really be the other person-centric. So if you get on the meeting and you're like, oh God, it took me 15 minutes to log on to this call. I couldn't figure this out. I'm so stressed out. There you are thinking about yourself when you have to say to the person, the other person's dealing with the same thing. I guarantee it. 99.999% of the time, you're going to talk to someone who's also kind of annoyed at this situation. And so you can just say a little something warm and friendly to that person and you can diffuse any tension that's within you and within them. That's a responsibility that we have. We can do this in real life and we can do this on the internet. Diffusing people's tension. It's so important because you need to get your message across to them. Ida, I love that we keep coming back 
to tension. And I love that you talk about having a message to diffuse it. And one of the things I've learned from you is that there are these core messages, these things that we say over and over again, and it shouldn't surprise us every time we say it. We can actually practice these things and be ready and be Johnny on the spot when we need to apologize or order our Starbucks or do the things that might be awkward for us to do, like say, I'm sorry, I'm late. I hope I didn't keep you waiting. I know you're busy and I appreciate your time. So talk to me a little bit about the system of speaking, because we can indeed be prepared. We can be prepared in so many ways. It's really another one of these, I don't know if it's a stigma or it's some kind of a strange societal phenomenon that like, I'll ask a client, tell me what you do for a living. And they'll go, well, um, I, I just want... Ida, remember when you asked me to describe what my book was about? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like I'd only spent a year writing the book and doing all the marketing and I blew it. My prefrontal cortex just was on fire and I didn't have anything smart to say about it. We all have core messages, whether it's I'm decorating, redecorating my home or I have this child that is going through this stage, whatever it is they're talking about in their lives, their work, um, different aspects. We have core messages and certainly projects, certainly job descriptions and certainly things you say to your team every single week. Hey, Joe, how's it going with XYZ project? Susan, what's happening with so-and-so? These are things we say all the time. You know, what goes on after that changes, of course. But there's a lot of terminology that we use all the time at work. And we should have those things practiced and ready. And that's all goes back to this, oh, what a mystery. I'm not an incredible communicator automatically in my life. <laughs> and there's no such thing. We have proficiencies, certainly, like Tiger Woods has his proficiency, but he needs to continue to train and practice. And that's the same with communication skills. Communicating is the hardest thing that we do. I feel like the next hardest thing we do is opposable thumbs. Okay, look, our brain does so much work when it comes to communicating and we give it so little attention. Let's say my message is important. I love my audience. I need to make sure that they hear my message. They understand what I'm saying really well. And I can't worry about if I have spinach in my teeth or if someone thinks I'm dumb and doesn't like my message. That's okay because my message is just that important. I'm going to let go of myself and I'm going to impart it to others. One of the things you do so well with your clients is to make them remember that their messages are important. I think it's got to be really hard to be an excellent communicator if your confidence is in the toilet. So talk to me a little bit about some of the clients you have and the work you do around confidence and reminding them that their core messages are of value and that they are of service in this world. Oh, that's exactly right. We all play our role. We're all doing our job. Even if you feel like you're the peon at the firm and you're not doing whatever big important roles there are, your job is really important. And the message that you deliver to your team is really important. And you really need to know that. I do have a, a funny thing that happens to some of my clients. They'll confess to me somewhere through the program, like, oh my gosh, people are listening to me. <laughs> I want to put my head back in the sand where it was when no one was listening to me because all of a sudden they have to question their value and their worth. They have to say, do I deserve this? But the thing I say is, yes, you do deserve this. You absolutely deserve this. But also your fellow employees deserve this because their job is a little different than yours. And so they need to have the information that you deliver to them. And when you deliver the message to your boss, your boss needs to know what are the bottom lines? You know, what is it that I need to take away from this situation? You could say, boss, we're go. We can make this happen because I had a great interaction with this person. This person said, yes, it's all working out. Then your boss says, yes, thank you. You're doing your job. These are really important messages. Ida, how do you work with professionals to make them sound amazing? Individuals and corporations reach out to me. Individuals will re reach out to me. And then one of the funniest things is they'll act like they're 
alone. Like they're very unique and the only ones that have ever had a communication skills issue in their lives. And then I inform them, no, this is what I do every day, all day <laughs> with people. And that's the phenomenon to me. And what we'll do is we'll have a sit down, a conversation on Zoom or wherever, Google, and I'll listen to them talk to me. And they'll tell me what's going on. They'll say, what are the hindrances that are facing them when they're trying to deliver their message? And then we'll talk about, hey, what do you want to sound like? And the funniest thing is I'll say, shoot for the moon. I mean, go crazy. Tell me how great you want to sound. And they'll be like, well, okay, like that's just crazy. I'll never sound that good. But I'll tell you, you know, I want to sound like Obama or I want to be of like a preacher or I want to be this great. And I'll say, okay, we can get you there, but let's start small. It's okay. And <laughs> so we design their program. It always starts with relaxation exercises. It always starts with learning how to use air for speech, keeping your mind really relaxed, keeping yourself really confident. And then what we do is they find out really, really quickly that they can sound like Obama and they can sound like that preacher and they have to just accept it and run with it. In terms of corporations, corporations will reach out and usually just because one person has been problematic and that's the person who's sitting in the office with you, sitting in the meeting and their arms are closed and their legs are closed and they're kind of causing stress for everybody. And I'll go in and try to help that person, but then I have to talk to the people in charge, the powers that be and say, you know what, might be the other people in the room who need help because they're the ones who are really trying to do a great job and they're just being impacted by negativity. We'll try and help negativity and make it better. But what we do is I'll go in and I'll help teams work with each other, communicate with each other, have great relationships with each other, make business happen quickly, you know, and that's what it's all about. So communication really finds itself into every aspect of what we do. And it's really important that it goes well. And it's funny because everyone that comes to me and says, oh, there's one person at work giving me the hardest time in the world. And they think they're alone too. And I deal with this like once a month. There's a person that's having a rough go in their lives, whatever it is, and they are feeling some kind of negative attitude about their work and it's impacting everybody on the team. And so we have to go in and open everybody up and help them to communicate with each other. I can't think of a better way to start a new year in 2021 than to work on individual performance, right? Team skills, communication. This is all interrelated. If you're not communicating, you're not optimizing performance at work. So Ida, if people want to learn more about you and what you offer, where do they go and what are they going to find? Well, they can go to www.conveyclearly.com and they'll find a blog, like a, just a plethora of information from anywhere from rocking your virtual meetings, how to get rid of filler words, how to make small talk. I mean, all of this stuff is a big, huge part of being able to communicate with people. They're also going to find a free download of the nine secret steps to being influential. And I have some classes on there. The executive communicator, the voice spa, that's how to make your voice absolutely gorgeous. Of course, the perfect accent. So there's lots of things that people can do. And they can also click a button that says get a free consultation and they can meet with me and I can beat them up. <laughs> but with love. Right. Ida, it is always with love. It's always like talking to your big sister. You know, it's not someone who's going to scare you or criticize you. It's just someone who wants what's best for you. Exactly. Well, Ida, you are a tremendous guest, but more important, you're a great friend. I'm so happy to have you in my life. Thank you for helping me on my journey. And thanks for being a guest today. It's my pleasure. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ida Olson. 
For more information, head on over to LoriRudiman.com forward slash podcast and check out the show, the show notes, and all of Ida's amazing resources. Now, that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR. Punk Rock HR.